Hello everyone. Welcome to episode number 9 of Starting to Know Business podcast with your host with your friend Ishu Singh. If you're listening to this podcast for the very first time, Starting to Know Business is about exploring the unexplored depths of the business world because there is always something new to learn and we want to be your part of the learning process. If you haven't followed me on YouTube yet, go on to YouTube right now. And the channel name is Issue Singh, I S H U S I N G H. That's my channel name or you can go to Instagram as well, I am dot issue sing if you have listened to this podcast before and you're listening it again come on you gotta leave me a review you know the power of review try to leave me a review give me a five star i'm gonna try to bring more value to you thank you so much for your support you might always be wondering like what kind of teams do you need what it takes to build a scalable company i'm gonna ask all of these questions to martin rand today martin rand he's a ceo of pactum it's an AI-based system. He is helping massive-scale companies to solve complex problems. And how they are solving? They are solving the problem of the global companies by autonomously offer personalized commercial negotiation on a massive scale. And who is behind this company? Ex-project manager of Skype, Martin Rand. He's the CEO of Pactum AI. Hi, Martin. Welcome to the pod. Hi, and thanks for having me. It's good to be here. And thanks for thanks for inviting me, Ishu. Uh, you're welcome. Tell us about Pactum AI. What kind of problem you're trying to solve with Pactum AI? So, so uh, we're negotiating long-tail vendor agreements with AI. This was a kind of a complicated sentence, but uh, to explain it uh, in uh, simpler terms, our customers are very large enterprises, Fortune Global 2000 enterprises, and uh, they, all of them, uh, they have a civil, similar problem. Uh, so they have tens of thousands of vendors and 80% of those vendors are long tail, which means not enough human time can be allocated to manage those deals and to renegotiate those deals. And uh, we do that uh, automatically with a bot. So what is the basic process? How does it work? So because I I know that you are only dealing with enterprise level customers. So what is the process uh, of taking the customer from step one to step 10, maybe in your case? What is the whole process? Can you explain us that? So firstly, we, uh, uh, we visit the enterprise. We do interviews with their people. We do those over a video call obviously now mm -hmm. um, and we learn how they conduct these negotiations what are the uh, tradable vari variables mm -hmm. what are the positive and negative levers um, and and what is the goal of these negotiations and we essentially teach our system about their value function so the value function uh, th this is a set of interactions between all the negotiable items and the the goal of the negotiation so once we have uh, defined that and that's quite a uh, that's quite a complicated process uh, after that the bot can negotiate uh, on its own and it will do that uh, through a chat interface mm -hmm. so it will reach out to the vendor uh, via email and say hey you know we haven't uh, talked in a while uh, let's let's discuss our 
contract terms, perhaps there is a way to find a more beneficial outcome for both sides. And there is a link in that email. Once the vendor clicks on that link, a chat opens and the chat will start discussing with the person as a human would, uh, asking their preferences and, and uh, offering uh, solutions to expand the pie with the current contract. Uh -huh, pretty awesome. So I went on your website and I saw a bot that was giving me the option. I was selecting one option. It was giving me the next option. So it's a kind of a taste of your product or it's the complete product. Or I would say that your final product works in the exact same way as I've seen a bot on your website. Uh, in the same way. Yes. It's same quite way. a simple demo that we have on the website. Mm -hmm. uh, but 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 the basics interactions are the same. Mm -hmm. Modern AI has to be backed with a lot of data. So how are you getting that data? You are pushing that data from your end or you are integrating with the company or the customer that is that is taking your product. How does it work? You are pushing the data because you know that AI has to be backed with a lot of data in order to spit out the results. AI needs a lot of information, right? So. Um, so we are the only company in the world who has date, uh, specific data about negotiations. Every negotiation that we do is an A-B testing for us. And every negotiation makes every other negotiation better because the system learns. Now, the system doesn't learn negotiating from people. Uh, if it were to do that, it would learn all the cognitive biases and all the cultural differences from people as well. Uh, what we, uh, but the system instead learns about how people negotiate. So it learns what tactics and strategies work, what ways of phrasing sentences work, uh, how, you know, how long does, does, how many seconds does it take to say no versus yes? Um, I think uh, things, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the negotiation flows itself, we uh, build uh, with uh, some of the best negotiation scientists. Um, so for instance, Jean Brett was the professor of international negotiations in Kellogg School of Management. Uh, we, we have uh, the top scientists in the world who we build these negotiations with. Wow, this is a kind of eye-opener for me because what I have learned so far, AI needs to have a lot of data. Like I'm going to give you an example. If I'm having an app, maybe mobile app, maybe web app, or any kind of software related product, and I want AI, if I'm going to integrate AI with my system, AI needs to have a lot of information in order to do its work. And you are you are giving me a total different scenario, and that is fascinating. That That is just eye-opening for me that, okay, that you can that you are pushing the data like kind of a b testing that you are that your scientists have developed and you are pushing that data and then ai is learning from that data not from customers integration of the system it's your data you are pushing it from your end with working with scientists like it's oh, wow it's it's just like awesome exactly so the negotiations are already there and designed uh, but uh, they become better uh, based on, on the data that we collect. And the AI then finds the best tactics and strategies 
uh, for what it has learned during the negotiation. I want to ask you, I'm just curious, I want to ask you, so you deal with companies of all scales or you deal with the companies at a certain scale because it's, uh, it's due to the nature of your product? Yes, there needs to be some scale. So that's why uh, we work with Fortune Global 2000 companies since uh, we deal with the long tail uh, vendors and there needs to be many of them. Uh, so, and, and mostly large enterprises have this problem uh, that uh, they cannot uh, put uh, enough resources, enough human resources on uh, uh, these long tail vendors. So these are large companies that we are working with and, and the largest uh, is Walmart. If I have uh, understood it correctly or the listeners can understand correctly in a much better way. So I'm going to follow through the whole process. So if I am going to Walmart with my product, if I'm a supplier, I'm going to Walmart with my product and I'm saying that I can sell you this product, the buyer is going to, instead of going through the whole process, uh, like uh, manually or with other, some other system, what the buyer is going to do, buyer is going to send me an email with your product's link in that email. I will click on that link. I will follow through the whole process, like uh, question and answers, and your system will take care of the whole process. Is that right? Or I just completely missed everything? Uh, yes, that's correct. So so let's say, let's say you are supplying... Uh, uh, cheese for a large retailer, uh, but you're a small uh, supplier, uh, just maybe a couple of hundred of thousands of dollars uh, per year. Mm -hmm. um, so you haven't really spoken to the buyer uh, in a while. The mm -hmm. system will reach out to you over an email and, and uh, will discuss. Okay, okay, got it. So have you raised any money so far or is this like completely self-funded till now? We raised 1.1 million uh, um, right now and there will be some, some news coming out soon. Um, and so far uh, we had four um, angel investors, um, the CEO of uh, the, the founder and CEO of TransferWise, one of the technical founders of uh, Skype, uh, the CPO of Topia and uh, and the the CTO at that time of uh, Twilio. Oh, so pretty big really names. Have... Yeah. 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 Congrats, congrats. This that's a big achievement. Thank you. And Martin, what what is the stage of the product? Is the is the product completely ready to take customer of any scale or you're still in progress? Uh, no, it's it's ready for any stage of uh, uh, any scale and because we have a very particular focus. We focus on the repeatable long tail uh, vendor contracts. Um, and, and so we go in and we design uh, specific flows for these kinds of use cases. Um, and the system itself is, is uh, almost infinitely scalable. It can have uh, almost an unlimited number of parallel negotiations going on at the same time. So, so yeah, we, we're, we're ready. Uh, there needs to be some repeatability in those negotiations. If, they, if the contracts are more or less similar, mm -hmm. um, then, then the system is, uh, is uh, very scalable indeed. And is this cloud-based or you have to install something locally? Yeah, cloud-based, yes. 
cloud-based. Awesome. Right now, Martin, you know, nowadays everybody's talking about AI, artificial intelligence is taking jobs, is taking the jobs away. Yeah, I get that part. But I want to ask you about your product as well. Is that completely a replacement of somebody inside the whole process, inside the company? Or you just, uh, it's kind of an add-on to any of the process that they are doing just to increase the productivity or to save cost and other related good things? Yeah, so that's that's actually a good thing about our system. It doesn't take, it, it doesn't take anyone's job away. Uh-huh. It just creates more value to the world. It creates more value uh, to our customer and it creates more value to the vendor. Uh, and how it does that is that currently uh, there is not enough time put to renegotiate those deals. And uh, quite often people use uh, cookie cutter methods uh, to update uh, these deals, but but the computer essentially has unlimited amount of time. So it can really find the perfect combination of these positive and negative uh, levers to to uh, uh, to maximize the value on both sides uh, and and those are neglected uh, deals essentially uh, right now because th- they are small uh, they, it's there is even an um, uh, industry term for that it's called unmanaged tail spend um, so so we're we're doing the work that nobody's doing now, essentially, and, and we're not taking anyone's job away. This is awesome, Martin. This is really awesome. This is positive side of AI. So just wanted to ask you, how did you come up with the idea in the first place? So were you part of the industry? You were part of the contract negotiation um, team, or maybe you were part of the supply chain? So just want to understand from that point of view as well, uh, so, so that we can understand like, okay, if, uh, you have come across this kind of idea, if someone is uh, going through some kind of hassle, not contract negotiation, maybe something else, and they can also try to solve that problem. So I want to ask you. This is something completely new. We're the only company currently doing it. Um, and how it all started a, a bit of personal background. I used to be uh, a product manager at Skype. Um, I then set up my uh, my first startup, uh, which was Vital Fields. We created a farm management system for farmers. Uh, we, we scaled that internationally and uh, ended up uh, selling that to the Climate Corporation, which was the digital arm of Monsanto. Uh, and uh, I became um, the commercial lead for Europe for Climate Corp. Mm-hmm. Um, and my task was to negotiate with European food and ag companies. And negotiating in uh, Europe is a, is a, a lot of fun and very interesting uh, because uh, because of the sheer diversity of different cultures. So I think I got to experience every cultural difference and every cognitive bias there is to experience. And I thought, wow, this uh, this is such a complicated world that actually. Uh, a computerized system could add a lot of value. Um, so we started Pactum. Wow, Martin. Whoa. <laughs> awesome story. Like, okay, you build something really awesome from your personal experience or the problem that you notice that something is happening. Wow. That is why I, I love this business world. I love, completely love it. Martin, take us to the initial days. So how did you meet your teammates? 
How did you meet your co-founders? Well, how was that journey? Like, how was those starting days? How did you actually start? So, so there are two other co-founders, Casper and Christian. Casper uh, used to be the um, managing director of e-residency, uh, which is a, a big e-government program in Estonia. And Christian um, used to be the AI lead in Starship, which is an autonomous uh, delivery robots company. Uh, and and they were actually uh, thinking uh, thinking to do their own uh, startup and they they asked me uh, uh, for advice and uh, we started talking and uh, and it ended up so that uh, that we created pactum together instead <laughs> you pulled them on your side right <laughs> uh, indeed <laughs> i i like that so and, uh, and and Martin, I want to ask you this, uh, like uh, if someone is listening to this podcast right now and that person wants to start their own web app or maybe a mobile app or maybe any software related product that they were thinking that they're going to launch. So like how should they start? They should learn some kind of uh, programming skills first before they go into this uh, category of software products or they think of launching the software or they can partner with someone uh, of like-minded person uh, that can take care of the technology part and the person who came up with the idea initially can handle uh, all the operations and handle sales, marketing, and other roles. What do you think uh, is technology skill really required in order to launch um, any kind of software products and to take it up to the scale? So I have I have co-founded uh, two startups and uh, I don't know how to code. I've, I've been in I've been in IT, but I don't know how to code. Um, so I don't think that's uh, necessary. What uh, w- what is necessary is a technical co-founder. And uh, how how Vital Fields, my previous startup, got started is that uh, I went to a hackathon, mm-hmm. um, and and I joined the team, and and we started we started doing a something completely different uh, from what we ended up with. Uh, but we already got a team from the hackathon. Uh, out, of, uh, out of four founding members, uh, two remained uh, to the end, and it was a su- successful acquisition. Uh, so that's, that's one good way to start uh, a startup, uh, go to a hackathon, since um, the way hackathons work is that they put together a team and a team doesn't only require coders. It requires uh, project managers. It requires marketing people. Um, so, so which, whichever, uh, whichever proficiency the listener has, mm-hmm. uh, they, they would fit in into a team. I really love this part, uh, going to the hackathon, trying to meet the people, you might come across some like-minded people so that you can launch your product that you always wanted to launch. I, awesome, I love this. Talking about the initial, talking about the initial days, Martin, um, you talked about how you met the team, uh, how other listeners can meet the teammates. Talking about the initial days, take us to the initial days of money part. Uh, is bootstrapping the way to build the company or the person should always look for external money, even in the initial days. If the person 
is unproven, if the if the entrepreneur is completely unproven and um, the person thinks that they're gonna get they're gonna get the money easily from the investors without having strong connections, um, I would say forget about it. Uh, you will never get it, uh, or they are the chances are really less. I would say bootstrap your company, build your company, and try to prove your market, your product, and then investors will be even more happier to give you the money. I won't say that easily, but still the chances become higher. Uh, take us to the initial days. Martin, you are in the game from a long time, so I want to learn from you. So all were your all companies were kind of bootstrapped? Well, I think the reality is that they will need to have both. Um, so, so bootstrap until you get uh, money, but, uh, but really when you get the first investment, uh, the company uh, uh, picks up um, and, and you can hire first employees and you can grow uh, the company much more. Um, if, if, however, you are un unable to raise, mm -hmm. um, then, then continue bootstrapping. Um, I haven't uh, personally um, met any founders who have really, really made it big before uh, two years. Mm -hmm. So, so actually, actually, uh, if if you're working on a new idea, then then I would say don't give up for for at least two years. It's it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. I love that part. I really love that part. Yeah, and it's about the patience too, because uh, the sales cycles of enterprise level customers are really long, and it's not gonna happen overnight. The sales won't happen overnight because sometimes you have to go through a whole big chain. Uh, big reason being because. Uh, we are trying to, or the person might be trying to penetrate into the core system of the enterprise which is which might be running from a long time maybe a strong belief system it might be behind that uh the system that they might already be using or the things that they are already doing and if you're trying to come up with new kind of methods the sales cycles get really long and uh, like martin tell us about this like i uh, want to know your take on this part the sales cycles in enterprise sales are, you know, six months to a year. Um, so, so yes, and and it also it it requires some experience. But I will also say that if if this is the business area someone is working on, this experience will come uh, rapidly. So the most important thing is to start and start communicating, and and the investors and the customers are the pet best teachers. Um, and sometimes also they're going to give you a hard time. You got to learn, right? <laughs> and those are the best lessons because if if somebody says says uh, yes, but what they really mean is no, then there are no lessons in there. And, and sometimes the most valuable, uh, quite often the most valuable uh, investors and customers are the ones uh, who do criticize. And it comes with experience as well. When you're talking to people, uh, you are actually learning and you're trying to improve. And if you're going to think that, okay, I launched something really cool today and people are going to come after your product just from every part of the world, every from everywhere, like it's not going to be possible. You you got you got to learn sometimes, right? Right, Mark? The world is, is revolving uh, uh, without this new great idea. And, uh, and if there is a great idea, then it will first uh, have to find its place. And, and, that's, and, and since the world is working without it, it's always going to be a little bit painful. 
<laughs> uh, I, I would like to ask you, what kind of change would you like to see in this world? Uh, you know that a lot of things are happening right now. So what do you want? Okay, people should be doing or what kind of change would you like to see in this world? Yeah, I think the most the most important is uh, tolerance. So so uh, in order to um, in order to uh, judge kind of b before judging, you really need to understand and people I think nowadays with our busy lives don't put enough time into uh, understanding uh, where the other side is coming from and uh, do that long enough and, and, and you have a problem that has accumulated. So, so I think uh, mm -hmm. yeah, pe yeah. People, people should go back to, to such basics of uh, understanding each other. Yeah, yeah, agree, agree. So go up and go down as well to the roots. Too. Yeah. So Martin, where can we learn more about you and your business? So, so we're on uh, pactum.com mm -hmm. uh, and uh, my email is uh, martin at uh, pactum.com and, uh, and yeah, I'll, uh, if, uh, if a listener reaches out from this podcast, then uh, I'll take special care about them. <laughs> um, thank you. Thank you. So uh, thank you so much, Martin, for coming to the pod today. It means a lot to me. Thanks so much.